the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another episode of the Michelle Tafoya podcast. You know, I know that my dad fathered four children, myself and my three siblings. I know that my husband fathered one child. Um, what if you met someone who fathered 96 children? Would you believe it? And what would you think? We'll discuss that next. Now, it's time for some sanity. It's the Michelle Tafoya podcast. So there's a guy out there in America touring the country, trying to spend time with all 96 of his children. Um, he won't be able to spend time with all of them because not every parent has consented to let him spend time with their children, whom he sired. 96. This is through sperm donation. We're going to get into this guy's story. And what would you do if someone reached out to you, you had used a sperm donor and they said, hey, I'm the father of your child and I'd really like to get to know my son or daughter. What would you do? It's a really complex question. And that's coming up. But first, do you think that your face enjoyed the summer as much as you did? I mean, did you get sunburn? Did you get um, any kind of issues with your skin? Let's listen to Ella from Rockford, Illinois. Quote, I have both age and acne spots, and this stuff is actually fading both of them. This serum is worth every penny. Okay, so Ella is raving about the dark spot corrector from GenuCell, a must-have after months of, you know, record heat and humidity. You got the sunspots, you got the brown spots, discoloration, and even red and flame patches. They all disappear in front of your eyes. And here's the GenuCell amazing guarantee. You'll see results day one or your money back. So take advantage of the GenuCell most popular package, which now includes the dark spot corrector plus the GenuCell, the classic GenuCell bags and puffiness treatment and immediate effects all at about 70% off. So you can try the best skincare in the world for yourself, completely risk-free. So GenuCell has been in business for over 20 years. They beat the competition and customer loyalty by a crazy 300%. Why is that? Find out for yourself. Go to GenuCell.com slash Michelle today and start looking years, even decades younger tomorrow. As soon as you get it, GenuCell, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Michelle. Say goodbye, goodbye to dark and liver spots, bags and puffiness under the eyes, crow's feet, you name it at GenuCell.com slash Michelle. GenuCell.com slash Michelle. You'll see results day one and you'll get compliments everywhere you go. That is a guarantee as well. GenuCell.com slash Michelle with one L. GenuCell.com slash M-I-C-H-E-L-E. All right. So there's this article, this piece that I read over the weekend in the Wall Street Journal. And the title of it kind of begins to tell you the story, but you got to dig in. Amy Doxer Marcus is the is the writer. And it's about a guy named Dylan Stone Miller who has fathered 96 children. Now I have friends who have used sperm donors. I don't have an issue with this, but you get into the 
second level thinking. I always talk about getting past first level thinking, get into second level thinking. And you think, how many should one person be able to father before it gets to, you know, maybe be dangerous? I don't know. I don't mean that in the word like, although it could be. <laughs> let's let, let's listen to this. Dylan Stone Miller took a 9,000 mile road trip this summer to see some of his 96 children. Emotionally, logistically, in all ways, it is complicated for the kids, their families, and for Stone Miller, a prolific, prolific 32-year-old sperm donor. Okay, so the guy's 32. He's got 96 kids spread all over the country and even into Canada. His road trip is part of a larger odyssey to figure out how he fits in the lives of the boys and girls he fathered in absentia. It began three years ago when he first saw a photo of one of his biological children, a toddler named Harper, who had his blue eyes and his sister's blonde curls. He got tears, he recalled, an unexpected feeling of kinship. I suppose if you saw your own face in a child's face, you would go, whoa, I am part of this child. Right. I mean, absolutely. But then you got to decide, what do I do about that? How do I feel about that? What do I want to do about that? Um, Stone Miller said, I think of her, this girl named Harper, as my first child. He met Harper when she was three and decided he wanted to foster relationships with as many of his children as possible. So he quit his job as a software engineer and has funded his quest with savings. So far, Stone Miller has met 25 of his 96 biological children. Because tracking progeny from a donor isn't always reliable, quote, I will never know for sure how many children I have, he said. So think about that. And what happened to this guy is he needed money. So he started donating sperm at $100 a trip. <laughs> well, what college student wouldn't and then you find out you have at least 96 kids. Um, so, yeah. And now with all of this in vitro and stuff, you can easily sort of track these kids down or they might track you down. The parents might. So Stone Miller had been married to a woman who had a child and, and they split up in 2020. And then it, it was months after that, and he was feeling like a failure, that he got a message. Quote, this is the message. I really hope you don't feel violated in any way, but it's Canadian Thanksgiving, and I wanted to tell you how grateful my family is to you. That came from a woman named Alicia Bowes, one of Harper, again, we're going back to Harper's, two moms. She had tracked Stone Miller through social media and clues from his donor file, including his first name and his father's occupation as a forensic psychologist. Stone Miller opened that Instagram page, saw Harper's photo. Days later, he asked her, the mom, if he could join a Facebook group of parents called Zytex 5186 Offspring. Okay, so there's this Facebook group called Zytex 5186 Offspring. And that Facebook page is named after his sperm bank ID. So all these parents can communicate. I, that is a smart idea. Because I think one thing you want to avoid is having your daughter meet somebody else's son, both 
having the same biological dad and those two falling in love. And that's, as we know, not going to work out very well. So he joins this face group, group page and he tells everyone he wants to meet their children. 20 of the kids' parents responded, 20 out of like 96. Most of the parents in the group are female couples or single women, which is the trend in the sperm bank industry. And Stone Miller learned about this Facebook group. It was a tough time in his life. His former wife and her young son had moved out of their three-bedroom house in East Atlanta. They had bought together. He said, I felt like such a failure. So a few months later, on the first day of the new job, he gets that message from the Canadian Thanksgiving celebrators. And suddenly he's got this newfound, maybe purpose in life. That's lovely. But I get back to this. 96 children. The relative ease of finding the identity and whereabouts of sperm donors is remaking traditional views of what comprises a family. Parents say introducing a biological father to their children carries potential rewards, as well as the risk of hurt feelings and failed expectations. More than a million Americans have been conceived through artificial insemination and in vitro fertilization. The number born of sperm, sperm donors isn't tracked. So we've got a million Americans conceived through in vitro, right? Don't know how many of those were from sperm donors. Now, okay. Full transparency. I've said it before. We had a really rough time staying pregnant. Um, and so we got to the point where we considered donor eggs. And I have good friends who have used both sperm donors, donor eggs, and we were going to seek out a donor. And what you do is you generally you try to screen someone who kind of looks like you and, you know, has the, the characteristics that you want. And a counselor helps you through this. Well, as luck would have it, as fortune decided, we got pregnant on our own. We didn't end up needing the egg donor. But what I'm saying is I'm open to this, this concept. I'm just wondering, should we put a limit on the number of children that both egg donors and sperm donors provide? And this guy's got 96 kids. So I... I I don't know how I feel about it. I'm really, I'm curious as to how you're hearing this too. Sperm donation long shrouded in secrecy had already changed by the time Stone Miller began. He gave permission for the sperm bank to reveal his identity to any of his biological children after they turn 18. After they turn 18. We also have an adopted daughter and we told her and she's known all along that she was adopted. And we have told her when you're 18, if you decide you want to meet your biological mom, we will do everything we can to track her down as well as your biological father. We'll help you with that. But she's got to be 18 to make that decision. I'm even wondering, you know, your brain isn't fully developed as we often state on this show until you're 25. So these are decisions that maybe should wait until after your brain, you're, you're capable of making decisions like cutting off your boobs or your penis. That's an aside. Some parents decided they wanted nothing to do with him. Those who have welcomed him into their home are trying to figure out his role, a biological father, a donor dad, a visitor or special friend. Neither parents nor Stone Miller are certain where to draw the line. This is where this gets really interesting, right? So if you benefited from a sperm donor, 
would you, how would you want this person to be involved in the child's life? Because he wasn't there when the child was born. He just provided the sperm. Quote, there are moments when it feels intrusive with Dylan, said Bose. This is the, the original woman who reached out to him on Canadian Thanksgiving. She's allowed Stone Miller to visit twice in the past year. It's about us figuring out what boundaries are, as well as him figuring out his boundaries. Like, what if ultimately all 96 kids come to him and say, Dad, we want some child support? I don't know. I don't know what the legalities are here. I really don't. This article doesn't mention that. But think about the emotional, the logistical, the mental, the psychological, all of this. I mean, after all, this guy, Stone Miller, decided to embark on this journey after his own marriage had failed and he was at a rough time in his life. How much did that influence how much he wanted to be involved in these kids' lives? Stone Miller's mother, Rebecca Stone, said she doesn't have a simple answer to explain her son's motive. She is delighted, though, to see the photos Stone Miller sends of her biological grandchildren. Now you've got a biological grandmother. Quote, I can see facets of Dylan in almost all of the children, she said. So many of them are blonde and blue-eyed the way he was. I can see the spark, the spark he always had. Okay, let's get back to the original part of this story, the, the genesis of this, if you will. As a college student, Stone Miller said he had donated sperm for the money, 100 bucks a visit. Looking back, he said it was more than cash that kept him at it for six years. Stone Miller has twice visited Harper and her sister Harlow. That's another one of his biological children. In July, he stayed nine days at an Airbnb near their house in Edmonton, Canada, the longest visit of his road trip. The girl's mothers acknowledged the complexities of the relationship from his role in their lives as to what to call him. Quote, I don't want Harper to feel like she can call him anything, Bose said. He is not her dad, period. If she were to say that in front of us, he would straight up say, Dylan is, or excuse me, we would straight up say, Dylan is not your dad. He will never be your dad. You don't have a dad. You have a donor. Now, they were really drawing the boundaries there. So he's not their dad. He's a donor. So given that, how much do you involve this guy in your child's life? That didn't set well with Stone Miller. It was hard to look my biological daughter in the eye and tell her I wasn't her dad, he said. Early in his trip, Stone Miller stopped at his grandmother's house in Marshfield, Massachusetts, and voiced his disquiet about finding his place among all the children. Quote, am I a parent? Maybe sometimes from the child's perspective? I don't know, he said. It's not for me to say, but it certainly feels like parenting every once in a while. Oh, Dylan, <laughs> you don't know what parenting is. You, my friend, had the easiest part of parenting. Stone Miller said he had told his therapist that he expected to stay connected with his biological children indefinitely. And yet, he asked, how is that possible? Yeah. So you've got at least 96 kids that you know of. A 20 of the kids, their parents have said, sure, you can connect with us. That leaves at least 76 out there. 
And even then, if you just, the 20 kids, <laughs> before leaving on his trip, Stone Miller went to see Cal, his six-year-old biological child who lives in a suburb of Atlanta. He had visited the boy several times in the past two years, and Cal told his two mothers that he wanted to spend time alone with Stone Miller. You say he's six? Six years old and wanted to spend time alone. The moms agreed to let Stone Miller drive Cal to a nearby store to buy some toys. I have some trepidation about sending Cal off in the car with Dylan, said one of Cal's mothers. But I believe Dylan is who he says he is. He has proven that. It feels reassuring. I totally trust him. After their shopping, they went to the park to spend the afternoon with Cal's mom. Excuse me, Cal's mom's. And his three-year-old brother, another one of Stone Miller's biological children. When it was time to leave, Cal was sad and so was Stone Miller. It's hard to say goodbye each time, he said. Cal's mothers were grateful for the visit. Quote, where we live, there is no family like ours, Harris said. So when a kid says, you don't have a dad, Cal can say, I do have a biological dad. I have a donor dad. I see him. He's part of my life. I mean, yeah, he sure can say that. But that's, that's, I don't know. I, 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 I'm not here to judge. I'm here to think about this and get a little bit deeper into the thought of this and the, the reality of this. Okay. Uh, two days later on May 26, Stone Miller ate a pile of banana pancakes and at 9 a.m. left Atlanta in a Toyota, RV, uh, a Toyota RAV4 packed with clothes for hot and cold weather, camping gear, frisbees, and children's books, including Harold and the Purple Crayon. He reached his most distant point, Vancouver, at the end of July, and he expects to return home by September. Stone Miller made an early stop in eastern Connecticut to see five-year-old Mac, and I can't pronounce the last name, who was waiting expectantly. The moment he woke up, he said, is Dylan coming, said one of Mac's two mothers. It was Stone Miller's third visit. During their time together, Mac got in the pool to show off his swimming. And uh, Stone Miller pushed Mac on the backyard swing set. And when Mac began to slide and climb the ladder, Stone Miller called out a warning to Mac's mothers about nearby plants. Is that poison oak? He asked. I don't want him to touch that if it's poison oak. So this is just, a, I mean, are you picturing this at all? Now, a little boy is saying, is, is Dylan coming today? Is my biological father donor guy coming to visit me? He likes Dylan. That's cool. But what do the moms or the single mom, or what do they tell this kid? And what does the kid understand about donor sperm at the age of six? Stone Miller's parents divorced when he was 14. He and his sister, who's four years younger, spent six out of every 14 days with their father and the rest with their mother. Um, when he was 19, Stone Miller said a woman he dated told him she was pregnant. She had planned to have the baby, but changed her mind. Quote, I had started to make the mental shift toward becoming a father, he said. I had a vision in my mind about what that might look like to have brought life into the world. And then she decided not to have the baby, and he said that left him with a lingering feeling of loss. Nine months later, coincidentally, 
nine months. Stone Miller, who was studying psychology at Georgia State University, was arrested for underage drinking. His parents told him he had to pay for a lawyer. A roommate told him about the money he was making as a donor at the sperm bank Zytex. The opportunity came during a, quote, perfect storm of financial need and personal events, he said. Zytex said it monitors the reported geographic distribution of children born from a common donor in line with industry guidelines. Stone Miller collected seashells from a beach in Costa Rica where his father, now remarried, lives. And when he visits his biological children, he asks them to choose one as a gift. He said he tries to be fair about splitting his time with the children. He keeps a spreadsheet for their names, ages, birthdays, and when he last saw or spoke to them. Stone Miller's plan to see 14 of his kids on his road trip, setting aside the longest amount of time for Harper and Harlow. He arrived to see the girls on July 10th, stayed nearby, babysat them, affording their mothers a night out. Stone Miller said he made ravioli one night. Harper didn't like it, so he fixed her toast and eggs. Read the girls' bedtime stories, helped them brush their teeth. During the visit, he took Harper to the mall, and at the food court, a passerby told her, that's one good dad, Stone Miller recalled. It was an awkward moment. We look alike, he said. With the type of intimacy Harper and I share, it was easy for people to say, this is a father-daughter relationship. Harper, however, calls him Donor Dylan. I would imagine that's the nickname that the moms have have said have set for them harper and harlow had an older brother huxley who died three days after his birth to commemorate huxley his mother's got matching tattoos of benedict the bunny a stuffed toy sitting atop the moon three stars for the number of days the baby lived and his name okay so stone miller noticed this he was the biological father of huxley the baby who died and he wanted a tattoo also because he said he felt the loss. So he took a photograph of the tattoo and asked the mothers whether they minded if he got one like, like theirs. And one of the moms said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. But later that night, the moms talked it over. They discussed personal boundaries, what belonged to the family, what they felt comfortable sharing with Stone Miller. They have a role as parents and he has a smaller role as a donor. Huxley's memory was theirs, they decided. It felt like he was pushing too much, Alicia Bose said. No one could understand the grief of losing your child. This felt like our personal space, something very close to our hearts. So the next day they sent him an Instagram message saying, you know what, we're not comfortable with this. Um, and he acknowledges, yeah, I, I get it. I didn't go through the loss the same way they did. Uh, Bo says she has come to better understand Stone Miller and that she can imagine the powerful tug he feels toward the boys and girls who look like him and want his time and attention. She understands that her family and the other parents are connected to a man they barely know whose steadfastness is untested. Yeah, this is one journey he's taking. And yes, he's visited the girls, Harper and Harlow, a couple of times. He's visited Cal a couple of times. Quote, we came on the scene when he was going through hard times. Being with children gave him a renewed sense of purpose, Bose said. As we got to know him more, we all feel more comfortable, but my sense is he is going to feel more entitled 
which can be problematic. We need to keep enough walls up to protect our girls and our family, but to make them permeable enough that he can come in. I mean, this is a delicate balance they're looking for, right? And he's got 96 kids. And not all the, the bio, or excuse me, not all the parents want him involved, clearly. I don't know. This story is revealing. You think about sperm banks and you think about sperm donors. And, and I, I'm not even sure this guy holds the record. Maybe there's someone out there with 120 kids, 200 kids. We don't know. There are a million Americans that were born from in vitro and we don't know how many of those were sperm donations, but we do know sperm donors exist. And, and I, I just, how many children ought one father be able to create? It's a fascinating question. And I, I must say if I, if my, my initial instinct is not 96, not 50. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm not sure this is the way that nature is really supposed to work. I don't know. And I feel for this guy because clearly he has suffered some loss in his life and he's trying to fill some voids, emotional voids. And I can certainly understand he's a young man. He's in his early thirties, but this 96, just get your head around that. Think that through a little bit. And what your boundaries would be. So John Berg, my producer, can we bring you into this conversation? You're a, you're a male. <laughs> you need quick money. Do you go sperm donation or do you get another job? <laughs> I don't know. You know, I can see, I, I understand having no money and being in college. I mean, I was uh, 20, uh, was I 23 in 2008? I can understand that. I could see doing this once or twice or you know, to get by 96 kids. That's all there is. And in, in, I got family in Georgia. Their economy isn't that bad. There's nothing else to do, but, but box the clown at the local sperm <laughs> bank. 96. This is creepy. I mean, to do it once or twice to get by. Okay. To go in and sire 96 children. And, and then years later, dream up a desire to have a role. What, what role is he, what are they talking about? What the hell kind of, he, he donated in a cup and gave it away. That's the end of it. He had the easiest role in in parenting that there is, right? I would be flaming pissed off if I were some of these parents at this company that, I mean, I guess they must have known this was the deal when they did it. I don't know. But all of a sudden I get a call from some guy who did this 96 times. I'd be like, what is wrong with you people? This is a clear, this is a clear violation. They're talking about boundaries. These people are way too nice. There already were boundaries and you're way over crossing them, Dylan. I mean, that's, I, I would slam the phone down and I'd be on the phone to that, that clinic. Like, what okay, are you so, doing? So what do you think then? I mean, clearly this one family, the family of Harper and Huxley and, and Harlow reached out on Canadian Thanksgiving and said, we're thankful for you. I hope you don't feel like we're in, imposing now. They, and they send a picture and he goes, whoa. So Imagine John Berg, try to get in his shoes for that moment. And you're seeing a picture of a small child that looks a whole lot like you. And you think to yourself, maybe I want to meet this kid. 
that kid having a stable upbringing where he doesn't have to think about his actual father in a cup. You, you mentioned that these kids call him as their donor Dylan or whatever. Yeah. I mean, that would have got you ridiculed in school. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's just setting it. Oh, he's my donor dad. I mean, like that's going to settle the, 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 the mockery. And that's just the way kids are. I'm sorry to act as though you can somehow make that less difficult for a kid. And if they reach out to him, I don't know, maybe we're dealing with two sets of people with issues here. I don't understand why they would do that. It is a, well, they're in Canada. I wouldn't say it's a free country, but, <laughs> but you know, people are free to do that. I understand. But like you said, there's 96 kids and what, 20, 20 parents got in touch, uh, reach back. Parents of 20, I mean, 76 20 people kids. said, yeah, no, thanks. Yeah. No, thank you. And I understand there might be those 20 would be open to a relationship. They are free to do that. Every alarm bell there is would be ringing in my head with this. Yeah, guy getting no, that, touch that, that's true. That's true. I mean, even, you know what, John, there is, a, there are situations in the adoption world that we consider before adopting our daughter, you can have an open adoption, which means that the, the mom, the birth mom can have some access to the child. And, and we were not down with that. Now, some people do that and they call the mom their special friend or whatever. I feel it's like you're introducing this other person into the child. You got to look at this from the child's perspective, don't you? Exactly. And yes. say, is this That's... confusing to the child? What exactly. does donor Dylan mean? What does that mean? I'm six. I don't know what sperm is most likely at that point, you know? So what does it, it, it introduces mean a lot of adult topics yeah. to a very young child who really at that age, I mean, I think it's in the best kid's interest to just provide a stable upbringing where there aren't too many, you know, questions like that, you know, existential questions about the family and what it is and what it isn't. Now these people, it sounds like they're already living somewhat of an alternative lifestyle. Well, right. You know, it's a, in theory, a free, a free country, world, yeah. a free country, a free country. And these are, they're in Canada, but you know, what are you going to regulate people's relationships between each other that you can't do that. So I can totally understand there'd be a couple or two out there who would be open to this. I just, yeah. I would not be in that group. And I would, I would tell those people, be careful. Who knows what kind of guy this is? You know? Well, that's the other thing. You know, the ones that it said, okay, you can take him off. You can take the little boy off shopping by himself. I, that's a, probably a boundary I wouldn't have crossed. I never would have done that. No way. Setting your child off with the donor dad uh, to go shopping. Um, now, we don't know this guy, Dylan. We don't know him. We don't know how he presents himself to people. And people maybe have found him to be very trustworthy. But I agree with you. There are too many alarm bells. And this whole story that got the attention of the Wall Street Journal, and I think it's an important story, John. I really do. Because <laughs> if you are one, if you are a parent of a child that you can see via sperm donation, you would want to know the other parents. You would want to know where else this sperm went so that your kids don't end up falling in love and getting married. You know, there, there are, there are issues there. So I just wonder if we should have some limits to how much say, sperm a guy can donate. I mean, I'm not for limiting or limiting liberties, but in this case, yeah, I'd say, you know what, there's a reasonable endpoint here, you know, say a dozen trips to the clinic to uh, donate, you know, let, let's say you're done. I, I'm sorry. Uh, Six years. How many other guys are there out there doing this too for college money who don't want to go get a job stocking shelves or don't want to do what? I mean, is that really the, the, the group that we want to be proliferating? I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I lazy don't know. college students. I would be embarrassed to go do that for a living as a college student. I'd be ashamed of it. And then I'd be ashamed of it after the fact to go, oh, I have 96 kids and to go look them all. I mean, that the would whole be thing weird, would be, wouldn't it? I would never have the stones to do that. 
Well, you, you know, got I, the stones to do that, but you didn't want to <laughs> use the stones to do that. Well, exactly. This is bizarre. And again, if I were to do something like that, I don't know. I'm the kind of person who would go into that making a commitment that once I do that into the cup and walk out of that building, it's no longer my business. I'm giving up the right to have any say in what happens with that. I don't have a role in any. I mean, that, that, that's just bizarre. <laughs> Again, he sounds like I'm he's sorry, on some sort of. I don't have a role. Uh, well, it is bizarre. That is. No. What, what do you mean, role? You don't have yeah. a role. You, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is, um, you know, I got to commend the country of Colombia uh, from whence we, from where we adopted our daughter, because what they said to the moms when the moms decided to give up their babies, you have 90 days. From the day your child is born, you have 90 days in which to change your mind. That's a three months is a good. Yeah. Amount of thinking. And on the 90th day, you will sign a sheet that says a legal, a legally binding contract that says, I've decided to give up my child and I no longer will have a role in this baby's life. I will not pursue this child, et cetera, et cetera. And you are legally bound to that. And not until that 90th day, John, did we even know our daughter existed. We didn't know. We weren't teased along. We think we got one for nothing. It was yeah. day 90. The mom to whom I am forever grateful, signs the sheet, and then we get a call, you've got a child. Mm -hmm. uh, it To me, it was like the cleanest, fairest, most well-thought-out way for someone to, to transfer the ownership, as it were, of their child. Well, and the rules decide. are established. Rules were established, boundaries were set, and that was so important to us. Now, I, so, again, I, I just, we didn't want to go through that Oh, your special friend is coming to visit kind of deal. And that, you know, kept us out of a lot of uh, options. But thank God we got the child we did. Now, this is, can you imagine finding out you had 96 children? No, because I wouldn't have gone to a clinic 96 times. I mean, did they split these up? Can he do two I, kids I in know. one shot? Well, he I said mean, he did it for six years. <clears throat> it's the easiest hundred bucks you're going to make, right? <laughs> the whole visit probably takes 30 minutes and half of that is spent getting you settled in a room with some magazines or films. You know, I, I don't know, but I bet Dylan didn't even need any magazines maybe. or films. I bet he's that kind of guy. I, I, this just the whole thing. I'd be ashamed to admit this, this whole sordid affair. I'm glad that he provided what they needed to have kids. All of that is good. I'm not against any of this in theory, but there are weird dudes out there. There are bizarre, creepy people out there. Yeah. You just, don't know you're, what you're getting into. Yeah, with you're putting a sign up when you're one of these clinics like, hey, come on in and do your business in one of our rooms and we'll, you know, make someone's life, you know, their dream come true with this. That is going to draw. I, I, I think that there's a tendency to draw some some oddballs. I, you know what I wonder? And I, I need to find the answer to this with some research. I wonder if all of the parents understood when they were, you know what, I'd like this sperm donor number 1581 or whatever he is. Uh, okay. He's been used by. 70 other moms yeah, or 50 other moms. I wonder if they knew that. Now, the one family that had three children by him, I, I get that. Like we want the same, we want the kids to have some genetic resemblance. We want them sense. to have the same father. That makes some sense, right? But then like, if you knew that, yeah, there's a person over in Atlanta and you're in, you're in Knoxville and, and this, they, they have three kids by this guy already. I mean, what, would you like want he's that? Will Chamberlain. 
<laughs> or or Genghis Khan or something. There's whole communities of his offspring out there. Eventually, the whole thing is weird. It's bizarre. It, again, yeah. I if, if I was the 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 clerk in the clinic, I'd be like, Dylan, back again, huh? Yeah, Dylan. <laughs> time, I think we've had enough of time, you, Dylan. Time to give it up. Exactly. Like I'd wonder if I had a chronic, you know, water. You know, like like someone who just got off on the whole process. You know. And again, yeah. once he's done with it and puts it away, okay, well, 96 kids out there are going to be born. Now that he wants to come back, this whole thing about having a role, very bizarre. Like you said, he's filling a void. Well, uh, the kids aren't really his to fill a void with. No. And, Last thing I'll say on this is I do have some yeah. personal experience in this. My mother was adopted, and she she had a wonderful family that she was brought up, and they told her that she was adopted. She understood that, but she – her mother never came in and, and, and did anything like this. It took until her own parents passed away for her to go find her family. And when it, right. when it happens like that, I can totally understand when yeah. a child has questions about uh, the curiosity I can understand in a, in a young person or an, an older person who's just simply never met their biological parent to have it completely reversed where the biological parent who went to a clinic is on some sort of search for the kids. It, uh, again, no, hard no. Quit his Not job, this is about. <laughs> loaded up a car, and set off into the world to meet all these children. And all of their parents are a collective on this Facebook page, which is probably, again, like I said, there's some wisdom there. But yeah, this is not the child saying, Mommy, I want to know who my biological father is. This is the biological father saying, I want to meet my 96 kids, or at least as many of them as I can. And that is, there's got, we've got to have ethics and morals in all of this new biological reality that we live in this new world of how you build a family, you know, and I, I'm right there with you. I delved into all of it and you do become when you want to have a baby, man, you want to have a baby. And I get all of that, but I do think this raises a lot of questions. Um, John, thanks for your, your unvarnished <laughs> opinions as always. Anytime, Michelle. All right. There you go. Be brave and do good is what I say at the end of every episode. I'm trying to decide what I think of our, of our friend here um, who is off trying to find all of his children, or at least 20 of them. 20 is a lot. Okay. So, you know what? You can have an opinion about this. You're allowed to, and it's yours, and you own that. And no one gets to tell you you're wrong about your opinion or you're right. They can agree, they can disagree, but you are entitled to have an opinion on this topic. That's what we want you to do. And it's yours. Own it. As always, be brave and do good, and we'll see you next time. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.